you're a wizard, Harry. Harry Potter must not go back to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry this year. There is a plot. A plot to make most terrible things happen. You're gonna suffer, mm-hmm. but you're gonna be happy about it. Three, two, one. Hello! You're never going to get tired of that, are you? Nope, never. <laughs> it's our signature move. Okay, well. Welcome, everybody. My name is Megan. My name is Evan. And welcome to Average Flick Review, where we review average flicks. Sometimes they're not average. Sometimes we just feel like reviewing a flick. Yeah, at this point, we're just kind of like talking about movies that we want to talk about. It's not really average anymore. It's just kind of like, fuck it, there's a movie we should talk about this shit. Well, most of them have been average, except for... Most of them, yeah, it's always, it's never a good movie. (laughs) We never talk about a good movie. We're always like, this is trash, and we should totally just annihilate it on recording. Well, that's the reason why it's called Average Trick Review. Because we just just talk about the shit movies we see. (laughs) It's just our way of trying to monetize the fact that we've just wasted this much money over the past years and years. Yep. Because we just t- buy all these shitty movie tickets and. Yep. But we, we, can't watch a we good don't. Movie. We don't go into it thinking that you. We started this and we're like, we should be like movies who have average reviews. <laughs> we should fucking review that shit. I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, and then it just turned into average reviews means movies that don't have good critical reception. Yep. Not necessarily terrible ones, because the terrible ones are too easy. Like, if we do The Room and all that kind of shit, Obviously. it's too easy. But we're we doing... We do ones that have hype and don't have hype. People that did like it, people that don't like it. Yeah, it's... We're not looking for, like, a zero. We're looking for, like, anybody that's sitting in that 50, 50 to 60% range. Yeah. Like Fallen Kingdom or Solo the Star Wars Story. That, that's the sweet spot. Yeah, and it did kind of help that those movies were, like, big budget movies. Right. But that's not necessarily what we're going for. It's more just any kind of shit movie. This one is the big one, though, right? Because this is the stuff that... Yeah. So we're reviewing Fantastic Beasts and the Crime of Gay Wizard Hitler. That's not what it's called. Yeah. He's basically Crimes Gay Wizard Hitler. Crimes of Grindelwald. Who's basically Gay Wizard Hitler. <laughs> this, it's so, like, in this movie, it was pretty clear, like... Gay wizard Hitler. But anyways, so the movie's gonna, the movie came out like last or what couple days ago? Technically Wednesday, no Thursday night. Yeah, so it so came out Friday. The movie came out on Thursday. Technically, night. yeah. Um, directed directed by David Yates, who's done the last like five, six Harry Potter's now, starring Eddie Redmayne, Johnny Depp, Ezra Miller, Jude Law, and then just a bunch of people you've never heard of. And then finally, it was written by J.K. Rowling, which is important for reasons we'll get into later. It's important, guys. Yeah. Ooh! It gets to me. Yeah. I'm thinking about it all over again. <laughs> okay, do you want to try your way of summarizing it with no spoilers? Oh, God. Give a quick rundown of the plot. <laughs> okay. Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald is about a guy... Named Grindelwald, who played, he's played by Johnny Depp, 
Two different colored eyes, by the way. Super creepy. What's his what's sexuality? Gay. And what is where is he again? I'm not I'm not saying that. I was confused. I was like, wait, what? Where are you going with this? He um comes in the picture now and is trying to quote unquote make the world better by through his vision of what he thinks is better. So I believe he is basically wanting to make humans, not humans, they're all humans, um, muggles, nomadges. Just non-wizarding people. Yeah, non-wizarding people versus witches and wizards, like, equal. But he views it as, like, dominating them, right? Like, in that kind of way, like, taking over them. This is where he's, like, this is where he, he's Hitler. Like, he, he he's, he's saying that, like, like, his entire, like, pitch to the people was basically hitler's pitch i'm not saying jews are bad i don't want to get rid of the jews they're just separate from us they're others that's hitler straight up except he's saying it about muggles yeah yeah so <laughs> it's, he, kind of it's basically the story of him trying to recruit people to basically join his army and uh through finding um credence and you know he came back Ezra Miller and then uh you have a mistress commander and then the sisters and all them back at it and um yeah that's basically the summary I guess yeah pretty much (laughs) I mean it's the the story here is a lot more convoluted than the title but basically it's setting it up for the next three movies. Yeah, and it's a lot of setting up. It's a ton of setting up. But you want to just get straight into, straight into it? They're setting up so much, and didn't really make sense. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's some question marks there. Honestly, like there's. So we talked we talked about it a little bit. Um, I think it's important to note that he basically, I mean he he is for all intents and purposes wizard gay and hitler um like i mean it's a joke but like oh my god like he is gay they touch on it briefly um you know dumbledore someone's like you guys were you guys were brothers weren't you and he was like well we were closer and i was like that means anal um (laughs) but that's horrible (laughs) and but the big point is he's he is hitler and it's jk rowling loves to make parallels in her writing um, she just always has and everything. Even Credence, you could say that Credence and Harry Potter are both parallels. They're orphan boys born in the same abusive household, and then they rise up, and it's kind of like they're all their secret identities are very powerful wizarding families, and they go up the same way, but they just split. They they both one turns evil, one turns good. Even though Credence is yet to be seen if he's good or evil. I mean, even just like these first two movies. Hitler wasn't a terrorist, but Hitler was gaining his prominence in 1927. Like yeah. not not like that exact year, but he was gaining his prominence in his first political parties and become and kind of forming his his political group in the in the late 1920s. And I think what's going to be important here is to realize that there is the war isn't until 1945. Which, coincidentally, in the books, is the same year that Dumbledore kills Grindelwald. So we've still got, like, 18 years in between these next three movies. 
that are going to explain what I'm assuming is going to be World War II hashtag wizards. So somehow they break that little the the, the little chain thing with the two bloods. I think them. that's going to be the next like two movies, maybe even the third one. It's basically his version of beating the whole crux, just like Harry Potter. Yeah, it's another MacGuffin. But yeah, I realized that today that I was like, holy shit, this does take place like right after Fantastic Beasts two one, which is straight up nineteen twenty seven, which means we've got eighteen more years to cover. And I was wondering for you what you thought would have been better. Harry Potter did it where they gave you about four movies of back of a just story, and then the fifth and sixth. And then even the, into the seventh one, it's all backstory. It's all answering all your questions. This uh, seems to be doing the exact opposite, where it's doing the first movie sets up. The second movie seems to be the big one, where it's like, this is where we get all the information we need to know for the rest of the series. In we go. What do you think is better? Do you think it's better to be a later setup or an earlier setup? Which one are you liking more, at least, right now? It reminds me of Lost, because... They had seven seasons of just questions until the very last season where they all answered them. And I feel like answering them at the very end is is better, but they have to answer every single question that they propose throughout that every single movie. Yeah, which is the so, issue with loss for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm still a little hurt by that. But <laughs> um, I feel like I think it's a good setup to kind of do that, like to do ask these questions and then answer them and then ask questions and answer them instead of question, 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 answer. I feel like that, it, it, I feel like it builds up too much if you could kind of go like that back and forth. For me, especially as an audience, I'm like, okay, cool, my answers might, you know. Yeah, like you're, giving it, me, you're giving me something. You're giving me something, but then propose the next question within mm. the same movie. Yeah. So like, question, second movie, answer, but and the new question and then answer the new yeah. question. So that way, I'm, I'm satisfied, but then I'm curious all over again in the same movie, and then that's what leads me to want to watch the third one. After this movie, I really couldn't care less to see the third one. Obviously, I will. I'm but... different. I was going to throw away even more now, because I want to see if she could save the franchise. But we'll talk about I how feel, good it is I feel later. like even if it's not saveable, people are going to go see it because it's Fantastic Beasts. It's because it's Harry it's Potter. It's because it's J.K. Yeah. Rowling and because it's Harry Potter. I... I am okay with the idea of setting up correctly. Like, I'm okay with it being the, this early on. My issue was is that they set it up in ways that you could almost tell looking at the first movie to the second movie, because I've seen the first movie, I think, at least eight times now. Um, between the first and second movies, a lot of the plot and character arcs change. A lot changes. Um Queenie goes from being kind of off, but sweet and and you kind of trusted her to to just some weird golly laugh. Well, but girl like, but like, like, it's only been three months, and she was already like, "I'm crazy, and I want to marry you." And that was kind of like that was a change in character where she was off in the first one, but it wasn't to the high school girl extent that she became this one. Yeah, and it was almost like like that right there. You could have spread that out over a few movies. Instead, you condensed it into one movie. And you took their relationship and said, like, this is the one movie, you know? And I told her this and yesterday. I, and I feel like it ruined it because it I, changed her character and made her less respectable. And I told her that bitch was going to join the dark side like that. 
I didn't think, <laughs> judging by the first one, I thought she was going to be like kind of like the Luna Lovegood character. Yeah. Good, kind of off, like, but always good. But she's but she was smart, you know. And this character, I, the first one, I could tell. But the way she was like going towards the, the second one about being crazy and wanting to get married, but she couldn't get married, and all of a sudden, the first, uh, the second one is clear. Was like, don't you want to get married? And then all of a sudden, she's so gullible. But don't they say they're kind of like bewitched? Like they're kind of like they mentioned spell. a little bit that so, he that he's very persuasive. Yeah, and that he has a silver tongue, which I don't know what that means. Even for somebody who's read the books and read side books and shit. To preface real quick, the Harry Potter books were a huge part of my childhood and they helped me kind of get over my dyslexia issues. So I pretty much read everything a lot. And it was that was my starting off before I went into a little bit, you know, harder adult books to read. So I've read, I mean, even the side pages of it where it's like, there was a Fantastic Beast and where to find them. There was an actual book that was written by J.K. Rowling. I had that. And it was just literally an encyclopedia of all the different creatures. Not as many as in this movie, but, you know. Yeah. But that was my issue, was that, like, throughout the entire I movie, agree, she though. seemed to just change everything she wrote in the first one, took those characters and said, how can I make them work for the narrative I'm now trying to be? Which is the narrative now is Dumbledore versus Grindelwald. Before, I thought it was something else. I thought like, it was about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, bitch. Yeah, and now it's just turned into... Let's fight Grindelwald and save the universe. Yeah, and I think she discovered that after she wrote the first one, and now she's like, I want to do this, and she's changed a lot to make it work. And you can totally tell the difference. Like, I was pretty much, like, off about the whole movie, um, and then the end pretty much, like, settled me into that thought that I was having. So... I mean, I feel like all the other characters, too, because the first one, Credence, seemed like this troubled boy who, you know, wanted to be good, but he didn't really know how to be good because he was abused all his life. Yeah. But this one, he definitely seems like he's, you know, he's so lost, but, and he's, like, trying to be good, but then he gets suckered into the bad side. Mm. So, and then I really like the introduction of the Nagini, of her, but I'm still confused by her. Because of, you know, the reasons we can get into. And then even um, Scamander and Tina and, like we said, Queenie, I feel like their characters have really kind of switched the tone pole about, like, who they were introduced as. Yeah, well, I mean, because it's like, Newt's pretty much the same. Newt's just Newt, which I love about him. I think that's awesome. Um, I like how we kind of got to see his um, younger childhood days too i did but there are a lot of things that bothered me we'll get into that too there's so much but um it was all over the place guys let's yeah. just say that like but yeah it was like newt still newt and then you've got uh tina who went from strong independent woman to now suddenly strong independent woman random love interest which i'm not saying random in the fact that it wasn't hinted at in the first one but i'm saying random in terms of she became more of a love interest. She became more of the, I don't like you because you did this. And it's like... Because you're engaged. But the first movie, she's much more on her own and standalone. Where yeah. she doesn't seem as, like, needy. desperate and needy over Newt. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Jacob, who went from muggled New Yorker to, like, muggled New Yorker character. You know? Like, he went, like, muggled New Yorker times ten. Where he... Jeez. You know, that oh, kind of shit where I was like, you made him too cartoony. And then you've got Queenie, who we've already said, like, she went from, like, 
kind of off to just kind of like bad shit. You know, like that kind of stuff yeah. just, it, it, yeah, you could tell she made a story, like after she made the first one, she made the story and she's like, oh shit, now I've got to change all this stuff. Yeah. And it definitely is a little upsetting because I really enjoyed, you know, every character in the first one. I loved the first one. Um, and then just throughout this whole movie, I was just like, it was enjoyable, but... But there was so much information being thrown at you. So much thrown at me. So many new things. So many plot holes. Like, I'm just... I was like, wow. This is, yeah. this is a little much I think much that's what to... kept it was so convoluted. And it was so, like, jumbled in your head. Yeah. That you were like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> it goes against everything we've watched for the, all seven Harry Potter movies. Um, and then the first one. And then all of a sudden... All this, it's like, <gasps> what is going Cause on? It, it was like, because there was about, there's probably about seven storylines throughout this entire movie, all happening, at, all happening at once, and I maybe cared about two of them. Yeah. That was kind of the, like, Queenie and Jacob came in, I was like, what the fuck? Because they're, I mean, Jacob and Queenie are just kind of like, oh, we love each other, chasing yeah, after why, each other the entire movie. Why are they movie. even there in the first place? They just randomly showed up, and then all of a sudden, they're like, I don't know. I felt like that was just so... Yeah, it was, and it was like there's simple. There's there's a lot of stuff. It was a lot of, it's a lot of stuff. Um, but let's let's move on from that. We mentioned Nagini. We've mentioned a little bit. She mentioned a lot of old stuff in this movie. Even like McLagan was the kid's name that she hushed out into the hallway, which is a reference to Cormac McLavin, The potential seeker and the guy that Hermione took on a date in the sixth one. That's like his, I guess his grandfather. Yeah. And then McGonagall was in it and let's see. Well, and the, I, the illustrations and I wrote down some of the red cons that I, cause I, I even went back and was like, I checked on some of the stuff cause I was like, this stuff isn't correct. So I want to make sure that I was right whenever I said this. And I wrote that I wrote some of the stuff down. Nagini actually works with Canon. So Nagini in the book, they never really state why she is or what she is. They just state that it's kind of a smart serpent and that Voldemort has a special connection to it. So Nagini actually works with canon. But even yesterday we discussed, like, it does make sense, like, even if you don't have a backstory because like, yeah, she I was a person was who eventually turned into a snake permanently and then somehow got connected to Voldemort and then she was turned into a whole crux and that's why she's lived so long. Yeah. And that story, we, I can get behind. I think we both agreed, though, that the issue with Nagini wasn't necessarily their backstory. It was more just the, I don't care about that. Just leave it as is. It was a fine thing to leave alone, and now you've added this whole other layer to that, that person or character. Yeah. That did, I didn't care. You know, I was kind of just yeah. like, why did you bring this into this? Yeah. It just makes me, now every time I see her, I think of Harry Potter, and it just kind of annoys me. The next one, McGonagall. Uh, she's in this, referenced, but here's the thing that got me. McGonagall is actually dead, or not born at this time. The flashback was pushed back to 1910, whenever he, whenever, what's his name, was a boy. And then McGonagall was born in 1935, according to the book. So, But not the McGonagall from the Harry Potter movies, it could be her mom. It could be, but this is like a very young woman, and why would they... You know, like, I don't know. That's just me. It's It could be her mom. It could be her mom. And there's a lot of stuff that could be, like, I was looking at this, and there's a lot of stuff that's like, it could be this. 
But if we took it for what it is at face value, which is most likely that was a reference to McGonagall. The original McGonagall from the Harry Potter movies? Then it's breaking canon. Because of the the year. Yeah. yeah. Nick, Nicholas Flamel, he's in it. That's fine. I don't understand why. There's another character like Nagini. Why, I just why don't, was he thrown in there? I didn't mean it. He randomly showed yeah. up at a house and then all of a sudden showed up late to it's something. Just, it was just a name. And he was like, just do this. Like, that's literally the only part he had. Yeah, it was it was just a name. Like that's that was kind of made me mad. It was it was just a name that they threw out there just to make and your another storyline. Yeah, just to make your rabbit ears jiggle. You know, just to huh? Well, say Nicholas Flamel. You know, that's all it was. Kind of made me mad. And then my last one, and this is what I was going to say about Jacob. Whenever we talk about everything being rushed, this is the one that I admittedly didn't catch, but I saw it. I guess whenever I look back on it, it made sense. I caught it, but I didn't really know what I caught, I guess. They mentioned that he was obliviated in the first one. Yes. Which wipes away your memories. Yeah. Bad memories. No. That's not how it's been the entire everything. Yeah. It's, it's always just, been. It's supposed to be just magic in Everything. It, it erases everything. Like Magical. Like Gildor Lockhart in the second one. He, he lost everything. He became a bumbling buffoon. Yeah, but, and also in the seventh one, when Hermione motivates her family, obviously they remember who you are, but she only deleted herself from their life. Yeah, and that's the other thing, though. Maybe You can maybe choose, it, but the, he clearly didn't choose the memories himself. He, even if it was bad memories, it's hard to believe that everyone in New York has bad memories of what happened, because there's plenty of people in there that, you know, probably didn't even see it. It's 1920s, it's not, you know, 2015. That makes sense, though, because the rain... You know, affected everybody. Mm-hmm. It isn't like she stuck out our wand and was like obliviate and got to choose the memories he got to keep. That's what I'm saying. So why why was he the only one that was special? Yeah, and it was just and, and in my opinion, it was another ex- like it, it was another thing that J.K. Rowling just did. She was like, oh, I need to get Jacob back in the story, but I don't know how. Here's how. Yay, we win. Like it just I'm just like she just glossed over it. Yeah. Just to, like there was if she could have figured something out, it could have been something like once again, there's five movies. Three or four movie story arc of him slowly regaining his memory and finding out. But instead, you wanted to rush it and put it all into one movie. That way you have three other movies of non-backstory to worry about. And I think that's what I, hampered I, the movie. I completely agree, actually, now that you mentioned that. It does seem a little rushed, you know. And it... Um, you know, I kind of like the fact in the first one, when she came back into the shop and was like, and he smiled, I liked that idea that I thought it was going to be over time that like she would hang around more and, you know, they would get to know each other all over again. And then he would remember, you know, like, or have like dreams like he did with the big could have been enough anything. Been just, She's a great storyteller. She could have done it, but she didn't. She rushed it. And that's what makes me want to see the third one. Cause I'm kind of like, if she rushed all this, what's coming up, you yeah. know? I just felt like he, I felt like she wanted him to be in the picture for the full time and have their love relationship still keep going and have that fight of between like we want to get married and we can't get married thing or mm-hmm. I don't know but I felt like I definitely would have really liked that better if it was still just slowly like oh, I saw Jacob again at the shop and you know and I told him something and then boom he remembered you know like you know like slowly. Probably just that do something besides what she did and i feel like that's what a lot of this movie is is just you could have done anything besides this and you did this so it's you, like you took the faster route instead yeah yeah but let's instead of the scenic i wanted route. to move on because i wanted to ask a couple other questions 
How'd you like Jude Law as Dumbledore? Do you think he fit the character? I did, but I don't think he talked the same as Dumbledore. He didn't. He didn't and that's have, what I'm saying. He didn't have that rich history, but also Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies is like over 100 years old, so I'm sure he acquired that no over one knows the years. How old he is. Exactly. They never so mentioned I'm sure he acquired that over the years, you know, mm. and right now he's still very young. But this one, he seems more like an action hero super spy. Yeah. Where his other ones. Make him seem like the like the grandfather who just wants to give people advice. Who's wise, and I, I that makes sense. Like I get it. It's obvious that's like a, an arc that just happens when you he's just an older, wiser man now. He's been through it all, kind of shit. But yeah, I I think I liked him. I liked him more than I think other people did. I think there's a lot of people that didn't like him, but I was Enjoy okay him. with him. I I liked him being not somebody that. He was kind of witty and, like, charming, you know, and I liked that. Yeah. He was an A-lister, but I, I wouldn't have picked him as, like... He's not like Matt Damon, where it's, like, he's top five, you know? Like, yeah. everyone knows who Matt Damon is. Like, Jude Law is still somewhat of a face that you can say is, like, not super yeah. recognizable. Yeah. Which is where we go on to the next thing. Did you like Johnny Depp? You know this. No. I don't think anybody has. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like anything about him, to be honest. I didn't like his eyes. I didn't mm. like his hair. I didn't like the way he talked. I didn't like, like. I didn't like the way he acted. I didn't like. I couldn't get over the fact that it was Johnny Depp. Mm. I couldn't get over the fact that I was waiting for Jack Sparrow to pop out, or I was waiting for Willy Wonka to pop out. I could mm. not just. I couldn't wrap my head around that he was the bad guy. I think. I think to me, he looked like a fool, to be honest. Yeah. This is the and issue that I had. Because the, I actually like Johnny Depp as, a, as an actor. Yeah. This is the issue that I had as... With a lot of movies. But Harry Potter did it really well. Voldemort looked evil. But the people that were following him were also obviously evil. Right? Like, every person that Harry Potter faced, every henchman, was obviously like, I am an evil son of a bitch. I'm going to kill you if I get the chance. This movie tries to say... That he's persuasive and he's getting the common man around him. Okay, don't make him look like fucking, you know, Mr. Frost or something. You know, like, like yeah. he looked like a villain. Where it's like, if I saw that dude talking to me, I'd be like, guys, he's well, that, obviously Hitler. Like, that, I'd be like, that, he's that not is a good why dude. the character would have been so much better. Colin Farrell, yeah. Yes. Colin Farrell, he the first just one was. Looks Methodical. He looks creepy, but in a natural way. He lo- and he's all. He, and this thing is like he, he's the star of this movie, Fright Night, which is a, a remake of an old movie. But he plays a vampire in it, and the whole his whole thing was that he was a bad guy, but he was incredibly charming, and you wanted to like him. And that's what Colin Farrell had. Johnny Depp took that and just destroyed it. Yeah. To where it made, like you said, it's unbelievable. It, you can't. You, it's not something that you watch and you're like, oh, I can get behind this character. He has I, a point. I really didn't. Yeah, because it, it just looks so evil. Like, Colin Farrell, I definitely would have. Because mm-hmm. even in the first one, I, I hated him, but I liked him. And I was like, oh, he's going to be a bad guy, isn't he? And then, and then he melted away and it was Johnny Depp. And then I was sad. Yeah, it sounds pretty much like everybody's experience with that movie. Um, okay, and then now I have one last character that I wanted to talk about. I think Newt Scamander is the most likable character in the entire Harry Potter universe. What do you think? That's a bit. That's a bold. More statement. than Harry. More than people like Luna and Neville, who everybody's like Luna. What about Neville? Ron? 
more than Rome. Hermione. More than Hermione. Like, I think Newt Scamander, not his movies, but Newt Scamander as a character, I personally like him more I, than I like any other character. I don't think I like him more than any other character, but I do really like him as a character. He's just this sweet, innocent boy who wants to save animals and, like, be a good person. And I feel like people are can really relate to that, you know? And, um... And the way that he cares about those animals, especially you can tell in the first one. Yeah. It was so sweet, you know? Um, well, and it's also like he's not the main character, which I think makes it better. Like in his story, he's not the main character. I feel like this movie is as if we're watching Harry Potter from Ron's view. Like that's something that I've always wanted to see because I think that'd be really interesting to read about. Right? Like, if you went through the entire st- story of Harry Potter, but you did it in Ron's point of view, I think that'd be so interesting to see. This is where I think we're getting almost, where Credence is clearly the main centerpiece of the entire trilogy or movie so yes, far. But he's not the main character either. Well, but then it goes, but then you've got Grindelwald and Dumbledore fighting each other. Those three pieces are bigger than Newt, but Newt is our main character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I think I like him too. He doesn't seem to be the one who's fighting for good and evil. He just. Is picking he's a side, and he's and he's not. He's, he's kind of getting stuck. Not he's he's yeah. being, he's being forced to choose a side, and he's never. And gonna it's be, not even his fight. Yeah, like he's never going to be the general. He's never going to be the person leading an army. He's just the guy that's there because his brother had you know his brother took him there. You know, like he's the guy that just kind of accidentally showed up, and here he is. But he's going to do what he can to help. So Grindelwald is trying to stop World War Two. LOL. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Right? When he blew out of the skull and that's what came up, he goes, that's what we're trying to fight. Which made me also go... I thought you were trying to fight against the muggles to make you guys equal so you guys could... And that's what... Okay, that's what I was saying. I was like... Because I put... So Grindelwald's trying to stop uh, World War II. Plus, wizards would win anyways. They could just disarm everything about anybody in the whole war. My next point was, for someone who's trying to stop World War II... His goals are really similar to what Hitler's goals were. Where <laughs> it's like he's very spot on to like the guy who's trying to make World War II happen. Like, but I guess that's the arc that we're taking. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple movies in we see people in concentration camps. Where are you going with this, J.K. Rowling? I wouldn't be surprised if we're what, doing. What is she doing? If what I think she's doing is doing a parallel with Hitler. And Grindelwald, I guess, just being Hitler, then I wouldn't be surprised. Why? Why? She, she doesn't have to go that route. She That's the way she always is. She There's plenty of things throughout the Harry Potter series that are all just parallels to each other. And I get that. But this one is just like, I feel like it's so unneeded. You have a good storyline. You don't have to base it off of somebody who, I. Mm-hmm. why I wish I was going to fight war? That doesn't fucking make any sense to me. Or I get stop, the whole stop, quote unquote fight. Yeah, like I get the whole. Fight. I get I get the whole thing about like. I get that it's muggles versus wizards. Like I've just grasped that idea with this universe because that's kind of been the issue throughout the entirety of the movies. All like what nine of them, eight of, ten of them now. Jesus, you know, like that's kind of just always been the question of like, is it it's gonna be a muggle versus wizarding war? But like, like yeah, like you said, it's. Like Jesus, you know, like you're going through the entirety of the 
of World War II, like everything, even starting in nineteen late nineteen twenties with Hitler. Like, come on. You know what I would like to, for her to make hmm. is the story of Harry Potter's parents growing up and meeting and going to Hogwarts. That's what I. That's and, what I thought that was going to be. Like, I thought that was going to be um, the the this like this movie like this Fantastic Beasts. I thought that's what this was going to be when they announced a prequel. I was like, oh, they're going to do like the dad, you know? Yeah. But. Well, maybe in the last one, they'll allude to that. Maybe that is the time time period that their parents are born. Because I don't know what time period their parents are born. So if Harry Potter is, it's got to be around 1970-ish, whenever all that happens. So maybe she'll make another one then. Another, Another series. Yeah, I almost at this point, I would rather take a break. You know, I take a break, but I still I think it'd be really I liked cool. this movie because it wasn't that like or the second movie or I liked Fantastic Beast one because it wasn't that movie because it was a happy surprise like I was like oh this is new and it's unique and it's like a whole different story it's completely separate like it's its own thing I'm excited and then and yet there's three other movies there's a lot yeah there's a lot coming like I'm concerned. Is it going to be like Harry Potter 7 where they just did the fighting to two movies? Like, this one's going to be answering questions and proposing a new one. The last two are just going to be fighting and then the big ending. I really hope. Ugh. That's what I'm... I almost... That's what I'm saying whenever it comes to destroying that MacGuffin, the little silver thing, whatever she, whatever he has. It's going to be a whole that's movie gonna take, No, that's going to take... It has to take at least three movies for this to work. Because, like, what I was trying to think is, how would this happen, right? Because Dumbledore would, is at the point now where he wants to fight Grindelwald now, and he would if he had the chance. Like, that's what we're led to believe at the end of this movie. That means if there's five movies, the last thing that's going to happen... Dumbledore's going to kill Grindelwald. ...is Dumbledore and Grindelwald. There's still two and a half movies until that can happen. So it's going to take two and a half movies for them to kill it, to, to break the thing. Yeah. Break the spell. If Grindelwald dies any time before the end of the fifth one, you'd be this surprised. Is, this is going to be the biggest. Yeah, like that'd be a huge surprise, bigger than. I, don't know, bigger I would than like it stuff. to happen in the fourth one, and then have the fifth one be like the aftermath, and then have it like preluding to something else, and then like next year, a couple years from now, she'll do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, next question. What did you think of Credence and this new family, French family line bullshit thing? Oh, Lord, baby, Jesus. They're reaching, man. I, I, did you care about I didn't I, care I, I about didn't, it. I didn't care. I liked the idea of him, you know, growing up in this, in this foster family abusive and wanting to find, you know, his original parents. Mm-hmm. I was behind that, you know? I was like, okay, this is just another storyline that has seven storylines, but I can get behind it because he's an important character. Why is he the way he is? They're trying to fight his, um, what's that thing called? Obscurial. Obscurial. So, and I get that. But then you have to go and, like, say he's well, a, hold on, a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Spoilers coming up just so you guys know. Hey, Spoilers. Big spoilers. Do not listen to this podcast if you don't want to know the spoilers or if you don't want Harry Potter ruined for you for the rest of your life. Okay, continue. Go. He 
like, why does he have to elude that there, he's in a, a, a strange, and then all of a sudden he's not, and then he is, and then there's this big, <gasps> I killed my own brother, and then it's like, it's so dramatic, and then it turns out he's in, he's in either, and he's a fucking Dumbledore, that's just, it was just too much to me, it was, it was just all over the place, yeah, all okay. over the place, yeah, so, first of all, in my opinion, I think he should have been a nobody. I like that idea way more. And they touch on it a little bit in the new Star Wars movies that the main character could just be a nobody. That it's, There's no one special about him. She, he's not the ancestor of Harry Potter. He's not the ancestor of Voldemort or whatever. He's just a dude who happens to be strong and we need to use him. I like that because it's like we talked about. Who cares about a backstory? Just... Not every single person needs a backstory. Yeah, not everyone is special. And I think that's what I hate about most of these new franchises and sequels and stuff. Is they try to make you believe <laughs> My that... My parents were blah, blah, blah. Every, right every character ever is special. And it's like, that's not what... That's not how real life is. Not everyone's special. Some people are just, some people are just more athletic than you. Doesn't mean that their ancestor was freaking Michael Johnson. You know, it, it was just... He's just more athletic, you know? That's all it is. And same thing with him. I think it would have been better if they just said, he's no one crazy, he just... Or they left him as still trying to find his family. Yeah. They, they try to solve way too many issues in one movie. Well, and they try to connect it all together. And in one doing movie. so, this is the biggest break of anything ever. Like, of all the Harry Potter movies... every single Harry Potter movie, Dumbledore has an older brother. And a sister. And a younger sister who died. Yes. That, that That's all we know. He talks about it in one movie, and that's it. And now this movie, Dumbledore is older. Credence is apparently Dumbledore's old, like older brother, but it, he's not older. He's younger, and I don't know. And the sister is already dead. But in the Harry Potter movies, they were already a family. They were they like they grew up together and they did that. So he's not he's not a long lost brother. I don't know. I'm just <sighs> so it, it's I... too it's too all over the place for me. So I did look up how this could happen. How is it possible that he could become his brother? Okay, so I'm just going to read off an article because this actually explains Dumbledore, this whole thing, how it could work. It's not my own work. It's actually just a Vox.com article, so I'm not trying to take credit for it. So the first part prefaces, it's important to note, while described as graves in the first Harry Potter, in the first Fantastic Beasts film... Grindelwald shamelessly lies to Credence in order to exploit him. So this could all just be a lie. He did shamelessly lie to him before, calling him a squib and all this stuff, saying you're nothing. Oh, yeah. As soon as... So it could just be more persuasive and He's lying. basically being gentle with him to gain his trust. Yeah. Trying to make him think he's special. It could be nothing. Especially because this is where it makes the, the whole thing breaks again. How does Grindelwald know that that's Dumbledore's kid? Or Dumbledore's brother. Exactly. Or Grindelwald clearly has no idea that Credence is even a wizard at this point. Let alone which is most powerful wizarding family he might belong to. And there's only been three months. And in the first movie, he couldn't even pick him out. Of the, he didn't even know him. You know, like he had no idea. But all of a sudden, he's... And then in three months, he's, which he's been in jail, doing possibly nothing besides talking to his guards, trying to convince him to let him out. For three months... And then now he randomly has an insane amount of knowledge about this one kid 
who is now Dumbledore? How would he have figured it out? Because he clearly didn't know in Fantastic Beast 1. And then in Fantastic Beast 2, he has this knowledge that no one else has. Well, I feel like he, when he was trying to recruit people with, with the Blue Flames, he was like, I know who you are to get him over there. And then he obviously had to tell him something to keep him there. Yeah, and that's where I think that like whenever I read but this, that, oh, that made me that made me think, okay, that probably could be what it is. It's just a lie. Just not and, a lie. And I, and I get that, but I don't think if it was a lie, it needed to be in this movie. I feel like they rushed it again, had this dramatic ending that he was Dumbledore, when it didn't need to happen that way. It could have been in the next one. It could have been. I think the movie, for all of its faults, needed it, though, because this movie not having an ending like that would not make me come back. Like, I'd watch it because I'd watch pretty much everything and I have no life. But the true. average moviegoer wouldn't come back to this movie if there wasn't a shocking twist like this. And I get that, but like I said, I just felt like it was rushed. Like mm-hmm. you said, he didn't know who he was, and all of a sudden, three months later, he has been nowhere, has had nothing, has talked to no one pretty much, and then gets out, has all this knowledge, he knows mm-hmm. his backstory, he knows his whole family history, and it's like, yeah. ah, and now he's Dumbledore? Like, well, and then, there's, and then there's also this whole thing, too, is that... How does he have a brother if Rita Skeeter and all these articles came out about him? Because that was very prominent in the book, a little bit in the movies, but it was very prominent in the book, of Harry Potter facing this moral conundrum of, oh, he's been my idol ever since I became a wizard and learned what being a wizard was, and now he's a terrible person and I don't know anything about him, apparently. But no one ever mentioned this long-lost brother, even though they clearly poked into his lives and found out secrets no one had ever figured out before. Because that's what Bethilda Bagshot and Rhea Skeeter talked about. Yeah. Because he was like, I found out... She was like, that's why. She, that's who she talked to. So... The brother. Well, how would she not know who the brother is? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, yeah. To bind this twist, one of two things must be true. We had to believe that Dumbledore knew about his orphan brother's existence, but didn't care enough to try to rescue him. Even though that's incredibly out of characteristic for... Dumbledore. For Dumbledore. That's not like a thing that I... All would, the way. And, and he's supposed to be an older brother, not yeah, a younger brother. Yeah. Secondly. Or, and or, we have to believe that Grindelwald recently obtained a stash of knowledge from who knows where about a family of English wizards all the while in a jail cell in New York. So that's what we have to... We have to be able to think one of those two things has to be true. You know what I'm saying? Like either Dumbledore's a dick... Or Grindelwald's a genius that we well, didn't he, think he was he before. he did have all those people keeping out on him. And, you know, they, they could have been gaining all this knowledge and then telling him. And then it just wasn't part of the movie. Yeah, but when it comes to movies, you have to put something down. Even just a little throwaway line to it, you know? But we also don't know. Maybe he can read minds. Or, like, maybe he can, like, telepathically talk to people. Because mm-hmm. maybe his followers doing all this research and while he was sitting there, he kind of looked like he was, like, thinking, you know. Maybe he mm-hmm. could hear what they were trying to say to him so he would know all the knowledge getting out. Yeah. So here's the, the biggest issue, Since though. Since he's such a powerful wizard. And you can tell they tried to fix it in the second one. Hmm. The first one, Ezra Miller is clearly a... Teenage to young adult, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, like he—I mean, he could pass as sixteen if they really wanted to be sixteen. But they established, I think, he said it was eighteen. Yeah, he specifically said that he was eighteen. If Credence is Dumbledore's full brother, 
than the very youngest he could be, according to his established chronological timeline in Harry Potter universe, is 36 years old. See? He... That has to be a lie. So, I just don't Dumbledore's lie. mom died in 1899, so for it to be 1927, that's how he would have to be at least that much. Yeah. But he's clearly not. He's clearly and you can tell in the second one, they try to give him like a beard scruff, and they cut his hair back to make him look as adult as they possibly can. Like, the three months was rough, and like... I think they were just trying to make him look more believable that they could be the same age. Because even in this movie, Jude Law is clearly 40, 40. to 50. Yeah. And and he looks like he's 20, 25, yeah. 26. Yeah. So it it doesn't necessarily make sense in that. And it's like... I just don't buy it. I don't know what she's going to do with that, that timeline, that story. But I swear to God, I... Hope to God that 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 isn't true. That she's gonna try to take that route because yeah, it just doesn't make it's, sense. It's got to be either Grindelwald was lying or J.K. Rowling is basically establishing that there are no rules in this universe. We don't have to worry about that. Like we don't have to worry about that anymore. I just feel either like it's gonna, all rules are off, and you can have your own canonical timeline. I just feel like she's gonna lose a lot of people that way because mm-hmm. I mean she's already oh talking. definitely she has a legion of legions upon legions of sprawling fans. Well, I'm a huge fan, and she's starting me away because none of this makes sense storyline-wise. And you haven't even read the books. You're just somebody who's watched the movies, and it's still... You are even still figuring this out. And I think it's also, like, once again, it's not hard to tell that Jude Law is definitely way older than Ezra Miller in this movie. Like, it's hard to believe they're brothers even then, because I was even like, so what, he had her when she was, like, 60? You know, like... And like I, a long lost adopted brother. But if that's the case, then he's, it doesn't really matter about it. Like, they're not technically brothers, and this whole Phoenix yeah, thing wouldn't actually happen. Yeah, because it only comes for the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. I'm intrigued to see how she's going to do the third one, but this movie. I, I probably would watch it one more time, but to be honest, I don't really. Don't really want to. I think the third movie, if the third through fifth movies are better, this movie gets better. If it builds on it and it actually makes it make sense, like this, there's but a redeeming thing it could do. She has to correct every single thing that she did wrong in this movie. I don't think she did that many things or, wrong. Or pick a, one storyline, go with it. I think she, she is now. One storyline in the first one, changed it completely, but added six more. I think that's what. She, I think she's. She didn't have a path in the first one, and now she has a path, and I think it'll get better from here. I don't know. I think I she like, had to change a lot of the, from the first one. I like the idea of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Like, this guy knew on a journey of trying to save his animals and stuff, uh-huh. but now it's turning to a whole other movie with the same uh-huh. title, yeah. and I just don't think that was a good way to go. Like, just call it Crimes of Grindelwald. Don't call it Fantastic Beast, Crimes of Grindelwald when... Fantastic Beast doesn't does have anything to do with it. It, it did. There was a couple of scenes where they highlighted him being a, a magical creature catcher. And yeah, but... Him using they're, they're, him using he, his she, beasts as she, a thing. Like, yeah, he, she, it's his she's weapon. just transitioned to something else, and I just don't really care for it. Yeah. I Like I said, I think it's going to be better the more we watch. Because now that I hope she has a plan, I think she's going to go with that plan now. With basically Dumbledore and Grindelwald falling with Harry Potter all over again. Yeah, and she had to fix them. But her to get to that point to make this series about that thing, I think she had to take... She had to throw up the whole universe? Not the whole universe, but I think she had to throw up 
the first movie, which in turn made her have to throw up quite a bit of other things. But the first movie was so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but if she had no story, because she she has to write five movies, so if she has no story, she's not in a story. Well, she doesn't have to. They're just but, trying to make money off all of us. Yeah, but she signed a contract. There's no way she didn't sign a contract. Um, but the only thing she really does wrong, to me at least, is she breaks canon and uses references. And rushes. I think she referenced a lot of stuff. I think she did the best that she could with trying to change the story. You know what I'm saying? She did all this stuff to basically twist it and take it back to another turn. And I think she did a good job of that. It just, in order to do that, she was like, I'm going to have to piss some people off. I think she used too much references. She's trying to get us to think of Harry Potter too much. And I think... I know it's a whole different story. It's a whole different time period you don't have to reference mm. harry potter that often yeah when that's literally like especially for a prequel many 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 mm. many many years ahead yeah <laughs> yeah so okay so i have one last thing i wanted to ask you about and i i don't think you know this or caught this but there is something that there's a plot hole that i later found through your researching yeah so according to harry potter the movies and the book Whoever, if you beat somebody in a wizarding duel, if you disarm them... You get their wand. Yes. Yes. This movie didn't have it happen. In the first movie, Newt Scamander doesn't disarm Grindelwald, but he knocks him down. And Tina Expelliarmus, and it highlights her hand doing it and the wand flying away. But she's not the controller of the Elder Wand now. That was the Elder Wand. It yeah, shows it. It was the same wand. It was the most powerful wand in existence, and she did that. Why is she not the new controller oh, of that wand? It's a huge plot hole. That's maybe, a huge plot hole because the whole seven... That makes sense, but maybe they don't know because Harry Potter didn't know until whoever told him in this like seventh movie. But it was the entire plot of the seventh movie hinged on that. The entire reason he beats Voldemort is because you weren't, you know... This person didn't actually kill this person. This person killed this person, you know? And it was that that's how he ended up winning. Yeah. And this movie just glosses over it. No, I thought it was no it is disarming, not just killing. Yeah, it's just disarming. So if Tina you beat should them, be the owner, but maybe in the next movies, maybe she'll find that out. Maybe the wand didn't work. Because he hasn't used a wand, Grindelwald. He he, he uses the smoke thing and then he uses his hand. Uses his hand. He doesn't use that. That's a good wand. point. He never does. Nope. So maybe. Well, we maybe have, he no, he does. He does in the first scene. He does. After is after it's just after he, he was disarmed. He, he breaks out. He when he breaks out and he's on the carriages. He's doing things with his wand and he's. But that. But he wasn't disarmed by Tina then. But that was that was after he was disarmed by Tina. Oh, because he was disarmed by Tina in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And well, in the no, first scene, no, 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 he no. uses his wand. They show you it. You can the still use wand. it though, because remember, Voldemort in this in the movies was still using it, but it wasn't the owner. It wasn't the true owner, so it wasn't working as well. So maybe. And it won't work against Tina. Yeah. So remember, Tina, like, Voldemort was using it, and it was breaking. Yeah. And then when they realized it, and when the true owner got the wand, it worked perfectly. So maybe. Grindelwald is using it, and he doesn't realize, or maybe he does realize, that he's not the owner anymore. That's why he has to disarm Tina again. Yeah, him. maybe that's, that might be a major plot plot device later on. Maybe because we didn't see him do anything towards Tina. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe. No. Because he uses wand with the blue fire. He uses wand on his hands? He was doing this. I remember he was doing the old orchestra thing with the blue fire and he was like killing everybody. But remember, he, and he but, still use it though. But he was using it towards Tina and Tina was whipping her away with her own wand and the thing was having no trouble getting at her though. It's just a plot hole. But it's a it's big plot not, hole. It, using it against her, it, he, he has to disarm her. Again. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, in Harry Potter, he couldn't use it against Harry whatsoever. He used it, and it just and it flew into it, and Harry caught it, and it was a yay. And that was not what happened in this one. I think I honestly think she might have just missed it. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, because she's a good enough storyteller to, to she know. She has fact checkers. Who has yeah, to she couldn't have missed that. It's probably something else is going to pop up later. Yeah. There's no way it's, that it's got to be mentioned later. Unless that was a rich, that was an origin original story that she was going to go after originally, but now that she's changed her stuff, obviously between one and two, maybe she was thinking that she was going to go that way and she never did because the camera highlights it. You know, the camera's like, you know, and it was yeah. So maybe it was like originally that was going to be a plot device, and now it's just not. But time will tell with this. Yeah, franchise it seems like she either she's gonna bypass it and just make people angry and be like oh sorry or she's gonna have to reference it and have tina be disarmed or have grunge not be able to use the wand or something she's gonna have to answer that question somehow yeah there's so many questions she's gonna answer <sighs> but those are all for the next three movies that we have to watch so give it a grade c because I, it was too all over the place for me, but I still enjoyed it. So that's when I, I'm going to give it. Yeah. Um, for me, it was until Dumbledore's brother kind of thing happened. It was a B because I just really enjoyed the franchise. But it's a C plus after that because it was like, I'm okay with you breaking a lot of stuff. But there's, but like that one com- kind of completely broke the yeah. entirety of Harry Potter in terms of just, I mean, you set up four book or three books to figure this whole thing out with Dumbledore and you're diving into it now and you're changing it the first movie you get a chance to do it yeah like you have this you have this you wrote three books about it and you're about to go into your first movie and you're completely retconning the entire three books that you just wrote about it yeah you know so it's like why would you I don't know that but that's like I said it's we've got three more movies to figure this whole shit out yeah um okay well cool that was our review of the crimes of gay wizard hitler if you guys have anything you guys want to contribute feel free to leave a comment or whatever yeah let us know how how we're doing and if you guys are liking it and give us feedback so we can improve that'd be awesome so we've got one last segment real quick to do before we sign off um it's kind of just our like hey let's cool down segment what are you looking forward to in terms of movies and tv shows and stuff (sighs) see you always have to look it up I don't know what's coming out. Oh, but you haven't seen anything recently that you make you be like, like, oh, I want to see that. Um, you should, you know, that's what I, I should need to research it. You should just, there should be some stuff you've seen. Um, Whether it be Aquaman, Lego Movie. Oh yeah, Aquaman looks dope. Secret Life A-F, of Pets Two. F okay, looks dope. F Aquaman. I can see how people won't like it though. I could see that too. It's very cartoony. But I think that's yeah. kind of what's awesome about it is that there's a lot of like weird shit, like giant lobsters fighting each other underwater. But yeah, no, I see that. There's actually a couple I've got recently. Um, I wasn't going to mention this till last night, but dude, I'm actually kind of excited for Secret Life of Pets 2. 
I know. The first I, one was I, incredibly I, average, but like I, it was still. Kinda... I, I, I didn't get to. I didn't didn't get to finish this week of Life of Pets because the the um, Sophia, who was babysitting at the time, mm-hmm. was getting too scared in the movies, so we had mm-hmm. to leave. So I never got to finish it. But I'm actually pretty excited for the Lego movie because the, the the first Lego movie was super funny and super adorable. Yeah. So I like how they're doing like the little sisters taking over. And oh my goodness! And Creed two. Yeah. My other thing was... Um, and the rest of the stuff is coming out next year. Oh, this is random, but another movie called Second Act with uh, J-Lo. That looks hilarious. The one... This is the big one that came out. The the trailer that dropped that everybody's been kind of talking about recently, which is kind of weirding me out. The live-action Pokemon movie. That trailer dropped, like, last week. I don't know what to say about it. It's, like, it's kind of scary because I'm, like, it kind of looks good like i was like i kind of want to see it because i don't know like ryan reynolds just has it like a charm about him he's just he's just that witty character mm-hmm. plus it's like come on it's pokemon like you gotta go fucking see it the character the the pokemon didn't look terrible like they looked somewhat kind of still adorable which i always wondered how you do a live action version of it because if it's live action a lot of the characters get a lot uglier but somehow they still made them look you know somewhat adorable i never watched it so i don't know you need, to, you need to go through and watch it, because it, it's not as bad as you think it would be. I came into the trailer being like, this is going to fucking suck. I can't wait to see this train wreck. And it's not a train wreck. Or at least it looks like it's not. So, I don't know. But is that it? No other movies? Um, and then the movies in 2019, but we're, I'm assuming we're going to do more, so... Yeah. Just for the recent ones. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, then that's the end of our podcast. Um, we don't know what movie we're going to be doing next. It could be an older movie. Could be off of our list of average movies. Yeah, we have a whole we, list. If we've seen another movie in the next couple weeks before 2019, yeah. that's average, then we'll do another one. So. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's more based off of what we want to talk about. I know that you guys all have your own things you want us to talk about and all that kind of stuff, but... I think it's important for us, at least to this podcast, we talk about the things we want to talk about and not just the big movie of the week because I'm not going to fucking see Bumblebee just to make people get me, just so I can have people watch or listen to the podcast, you know? Yeah. Like, that's so, I'm not going to go see If it gets shit. average reviews, then we can go see it. Oh, I'm, but that's the thing. I'm not going to go see fucking Bumblebee. I'm not giving them my money. Oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> It's like the twelfth Transformers movie in the last five years. Like it's. So but now it's a prequel. <laughs> it's a prequel now, and there's more robots. Yeah, I. But I don't know. I That's, like Haley Steinfeld. So. I do like Haley Steinfeld. She's cute, but I'm cuter. You are cuter. Thanks, loving wife. Thanks, um, husband. <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, we it's all based on what we want to talk about, and when we decide we want to talk about something, that's whenever something will come up. So but stay if you guys tuned. have any movies that are our average that you guys would like to hear our opinion on, then go ahead and give us a shout. Yeah. Anyways, um, thanks guys for listening to Average Flick Review. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys. And we're signing off. Bye. Bye.